guys hello and welcome back i'm jojo fraser it's time for a mojo injection episode 93 thank you for being here guys i had some lovely advice with my friend the other day and she was saying you know what well, i was saying i just don't have that same oomph and that motivation i'm on tablets at the moment so i do feel they're numbing me so i don't go too high and too low but i said you know i miss that energy and excitement and although it's not gone completely I'm certainly a lot more chilled. And she was like, Joe, more than ever, is now is the time to take a couple of steps back and control, alt, delete, reboot. I loved it. So reboot, do you need to reboot? Do you need to be kinder to yourself? This week is Mental Health Awareness Week, guys, and it's all about kindness. So just a reminder to be so kind to yourself. And if you're feeling like, a failure or you're struggling with energy or you're struggling with stress or anxiety control alt delete reboot okay be kind to yourself i have an amazing guest this week kirsty allen who actually went to school with for a short while um she's a director at city access scaffolding she does loads of amazing stuff i see her on social media fundraising and volunteering and kirsty and i met each other on a course last January 2019 and I got my certificate over in the corner I can see it and we did a mindful um, based living course together through the mindful enterprise I've also met her at meditation she is so into self-development she's been out to see Tony Robbins really done a lot of work and I just love this conversation it's a really lovely listen so just enjoy this week's mojo injection guys that's what it's all about Everyone's welcome here. We're all just trying to find our way home, as, as Andrew Johnson says on a podcast not long ago. Um, and we all just need love and kindness. But it's so much easier to be kind when you're kind to yourself. So be so kind. Reboot. Control up, reboot. Love it. Guys, judge less, live and love more. Let's do it. Jump in. Mwah. Right, I think we're rolling. Um, we've, we've just been having a really interesting discussion and I'm like, right, right, I need to just record this because this is going to help lots of people. Um, and it sounds like we're very similar. So we, we met at school, but we didn't really know each other at school, did we? No. Because you were, I think you were here. Different. Yeah, so I, I went to a different school and then left that school and came to, uh, in fifth year. So I was only actually at, um, at the same school as you for a year and a half, but you were in the year below me as well. Yes, but I recognise you. So we met at uh, Lynette's meditation, was it not, out at Dalkeith? Yes. And then we met and we were on the same Mindful Enterprise course at the start yes. of 2019. So if you think of the comparison from the start of 2020 to the start of 2019, I mean, 2019, we're on a really good path. We're on this course that's getting us to meditate and to assess our lifestyle and all this stuff comes up you know compared to like this year which is like the most crazy year <laughs> yeah do you know what's interesting is that actually i'm in a better place now in this chaos mm -hmm. because i've done all the work over the last sort of probably fifth well i've done a lot of work over the last 15 years but probably the last a year and a half two years mm -hmm. i've done a lot of work so actually not that I'm prepared. I didn't think anybody was prepared for this, 
but I I can accept things and I can let them run freely. Where if this, this had at the start, so it was January 2019 that we went on Gabby's course, um, I, I don't think I could have coped at all. Yeah, it's funny because the meditation really opens your mind, but it kind of chills, like, I don't know, things bounce off you more? Yeah, you're in a bubble. Yeah, you are in a bubble, but it's that that balance between when you become too much in a bubble like for me I've done like energy courses and stuff and I feel things really really strongly and I, I we were speaking about like feeling like people's feelings or taking them on and I've spoken to other people who do like Reiki and stuff and they say they actually when they fall in love for example they feel this really deep sensation in their heart or in parts of their body um, and I've always been people would say quite an intense person you know <laughs> yeah I am I'm really really intense <laughs> it's funny what what do you think makes us intense do you think I think that it's a feeling of maybe being in a dark place my sister all, all, often tells me this is sometimes when I experience things and I get such joy and I get a lot of light from it I want the world to know mm -hmm. and I need to like them to share like literally I could read I wouldn't even finish a book Mm -hmm. And halfway through the first chapter, I'm already hooked. But I'm already telling somebody else about that book uh -huh. before I've even finished the task. Yeah. So that's, I think, when you've probably been in some kind of dark place and then you get a little bit of light, you want to share that with people that you sometimes feel also experience maybe some struggles. You want people just to feel a different way. And I'm a naturally, I'm a fixer. Mm -hmm. So like you're an empath. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. But we are, you know, when I was in the psychiatric ward, um, part of the, the, well, I was meant to be there to rest, but I was actually going around all the patients and helping them. <laughs> and then they're knocking up the door. The nurses are saying, right, Joe, can you have a rest? Like, thanks for your help. It's amazing. But can you just take a rest? So I would go and be really antisocial and I'd have my bath and I'd just go to bed. But then they're knocking on my door like, Jojo, Jojo. <laughs> giving me notes thank you thank you so I, I think when you're an empath you there was a put it this way there was a lot of empaths in hospital because they had completely given their whole life to everyone else always trying to fix always trying to help always trying to do things for the greater good and then they hit a boom do you know what I mean they didn't yeah. they perhaps gave out so much love for me I noticed that when I get depleted I'm like desperate for love I, I I get to the point where I give out so much and then I'm just like craving you know that sort of deep connection with people and you can't always get that but um sometimes you can like and like when we did that course nobody like knew much about each other but we were all sharing and there was that real feeling of kind of love between everyone yeah um it was also really nice that we had we had a couple of men on our on our course and it was really nice to have kind of a safe environment for men to feel um that it was a safe place for them to sort of share emotions and just their perspective on things having done the mindfulness course as well yeah it's, it's good to get that balance and, and to get different insights um it was really nice to see that so since you've done the course i mean you've been to tony robbins you've done loads of stuff haven't you yeah so um 
I've known Lynette, obviously Lynette does um, sort of meditation class, she's a life coach, um, and I've known Lynette for a long time, and I could see the, I could see the, the difference and the light coming from Lynette. She had been in not such a great place and then had sort of like this bounce of energy and she was genuinely appeared incredibly happy. And it was probably just a little part of me that was revealed by that. And you could tell she'd done a lot of work on herself. Um, but from that course, um, we had actually moved house um, uh, two years ago. So um, we moved sort of May, April, May 2018. And for me, that was you know, oh my goodness, we're going to feel, I'm going to feel so happy when I get this house. It's going to be amazing. And then we got to that, we got, we moved in, we done all the work and I, it was the lowest probably I've ever felt for a long, long time. The expectation I put on myself of a certain way that I should feel mm -hmm. um, when the outside looking in is that, you know, our business was growing from strength to strength, I had two lovely little daughters, a loving husband, a lovely new house. And I just felt defeated and didn't feel and experience the things that I thought I would feel. Mm -hmm. So um, it was at that point is that I became, I was so tearful and I just then started searching and looking and reaching out to people. And I reached out to Lynette um, and Lynette made a few introductions and you know the way that it works from one introduction to the next introduction. Um, um, met Gary, um, did some life coaching with Gary, which was really, really good and was a good sort of starting point for me. And then did Gary's course. And then when you go back to kind of sharing that, um, feeling good and wanting to share that with everyone, we have a scaffolding company. And obviously at that point, I've got an office manager now who is a female, but before she started, it was just me and lots of alpha males. Wow. Um, but they have their own struggles, they're human beings. So um, I did the course, I then sent my husband on the course. Good and choice. then um, he, we opened it up to a number of employees as well. And we made available that if anybody feels the need that they would like to attend, we will pay for the course for them. It's just the, the eight week mindfulness course. Not all of them have jumped on it. I did throw it down their neck at the beginning, but I've, I've settled down with that. Two of them um, attended um, after I went on that. And then Lynette was actually working voluntarily at the Tony Robbins four day, it's called um, Unleash the Power Within, uh, at, in London in the April after we did the course. And I, I went down there by myself and that was the start of just, it was just amazing. What was good about that was I did, um, it was like a taster. He does lots of courses sort of internationally and some of the courses are about um, sort of working on relationships with people. Some of them are for business, some from health, um, wealth. Um, and the one that I started is almost like your introduction. He does up the four days and it's a little taster of all his courses crammed into four days. And so what I took from that was very much because this is my focus was business and I helped that really helped inspire me to accelerate, accelerate our business and it worked it was really good but I didn't touch relationships I didn't touch on anything that is really the core of who we are yeah. so that was sort of a, sometimes that suffered a little bit so um I booked on the course, on the course on the seminar um, to go to Tony Robbins um, in Miami. And that's his kind of 
as almost his ultimate one and that's a real focus on relationships um, with other people and loved ones and from that I found out everyone else around me wasn't surprised but I have a really masculine energy mm-hmm. and the masculine energy for me is that um, I can be quite a dominant character mm-hmm. so but as a female even though you know have my own business and um, but I have business partners I'm supported by our amazing business partner um, Mark Skinner and um, obviously my Johnny um, my husband Johnny but I I don't let other people in I like to help other people but I don't ever let other people help me so that one was a real game for me um, and that has given me little steps and sort of tips just to kind of accept help yeah. and not look and kind of find out my inner question and I'd, I'd, without realizing it I always said but who helps me in my head everyone's got one everyone's got a question is well who will love me or who helps me and that was mine but without realizing it because I was repeating it in my head I was sort of cementing it therefore mm-hmm. not allowing anybody else to help me yeah and did you crash at some point then when you just tried to do everything or um I've crashed lots of times, <laughs> lots and lots of times. I think when you start to sort of working yourself, 15 years ago, I stopped drinking. So I've been sober from um, the age of 23. Um, well so yeah, thanks. My mum's also, um, she's, uh, she's been sober for, I think, 18 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, I got sober very, very young. I just didn't like the person that I was. Um, I kind of was almost like a party girl, really good fun. But then sometimes the fun just too far so I've done a lot of work over 15 years but then it tails off the consistency again go back to the consistency I'm not always consistent with it some days I literally listen to podcasts from nine till five it's like an overload and then there's times where I'm maybe not as connected as, as I'd like to be mm-hmm. when I'm focused I'm a really really good mum I'm the mum that I want to be and then on other days where I've kind of let it tail off a little bit I've got the gritted teeth I've got you know lack of patience um I'm quite self at times so I've got to really watch that I'm almost looking out for me but also looking out for others around me as well it's so hard though it's really and, and we all have bad days I mean for you obviously like I've been speaking openly about how I've had the biggest crash of my life back in January but didn't really realize it um and I've had like a process where I was forced to do a di- digital detox so my phone was taken off me Um I ha- was forced to take strong medication to make me sleep you know and I've I feel like now that I'm out the other end you sort of look back and think wow how did that happen and the psychologist said you know you, you don't always know what started the fire it could be so many different things yeah. like if, can you think of a time where you had like the worst ever crash um and what it taught you or I think I've had, as I said, I've had quite a few crashes. Um, Probably being 23 and realising very, very early on that I couldn't drink like my friends. That was a massive wake up. Um, And because obviously I'd sort of seen the roller coaster and the the end sort of conclusion of how my mum's life went, I think it was really obvious for me that I was becoming like a 40-year-old woman, how she was drinking at 23. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't sit right with me. I kind of very much blamed others for that. But 
it, it was all sort of down to me. And I thought, actually, I didn't stop drinking with the intention to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. um, it was just, you know, I'm just going to not do this for a little while. I didn't want to put that pressure as I'm never going to drink again. I just take it one day at a time. Yeah. Um, and then those two years, I was faced and forced to look at sort of situations in, in my life that um, I needed to deal with. So because I'd taken away the alcohol, I wasn't using that at the weekend to sort of um, avoid feeling. Yeah. So on a Monday and a Tuesday, where I'd be almost mopping up the incidents that happened at the weekend, I was left with me. And I actually, I put on two stone in three months because instead of drinking, I then ate, just ate every night. Um, uh, but that eventually sort of um, settled itself out. So I think probably stopping drinking, being 23, all of my friends going into town, having a life, and but I knew I couldn't put myself in those situations. Now I can be around people that are drinking, that are drunk, and I, I'm not intimidated by it. It doesn't affect me. I've got a, a threshold about 11, 12 o'clock. I just go home at that point. And then the other big one for me was ha almost... Uh, this might sound a bit kind of out there, but almost having it all and still not being happy. Yeah. Of, you know, moving into a beautiful new house, our business doing really well, um, our children thriving, being happy, having someone that cared for me and, and loved me, and then still being really reachable. That was a, that was a wake-up call. And at that point, I think it was really interesting. When we spoke just prior to coming on here, we were speaking about how, you know, if our partners or husbands are annoying us, they're almost the devil. Mm -hmm. At that point when um, the, the, I was left and, and my husband was being really, really nice to me, but I still was getting annoyed with them, mm -hmm. I knew it was me. And at that point thought, there's no excuses now. This is, you're not happy because you're not happy. Mm -hmm. And when does enough become enough? Mm -hmm. That's a big one for me. That's a big one for so many people. And, and times like this, when you've got space to reflect and everything changes, you know, you do start to like ask the big questions. You know, there'll be a lot of people asking the big questions that perhaps haven't ever meditated or, or done any sort of personal development. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> mm -hmm. what would you say is like the most powerful? Like, have you had a, like, a, would, like the Miami you went to, yeah? Yeah. Would you say that's like high up there with, was there like a key moment from well, that? Well, what was really good about Miami is that my, uh, I also booked a ticket for my husband. Wow. <laughs> um, who was like, what are we going? What, what is it? So he had done nothing but mm -hmm. an eight week mindfulness course. And when we say an eight week mindfulness course, it was on a Monday night for three hours. Was it two mm -hmm. hours or three hours? It was two hours. But I mean, hours. it's not the eight hour day at the end of it. Where you're oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the retreat day, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think day. it is, I think although it's not like a lot time-wise, it's really effective. Oh, I, it's super effective. But for someone who's literally just meditated, yeah. not Johnny, Johnny's dyslexic, so he doesn't really, Book. I've encouraged him to listen to podcasts and things, but he'll kind of go, yeah, dips in and out. And he's also he's he's, he's a scaffolder. Yeah. So, he's a he's a man. So I was like, what's this that you're taking me to? So he just thought it was almost like a jolly away from the kids. Yeah. Um, 
it was eight days. We were away from eight for eight days from our children. And the course is five full days. The days start, some days start at like eight, nine in the morning till two or three in the morning. Wow. So for me, we're, my energy, when there's motion, they get sort of pumped into the room. He lose, he, Tony Robbins uses music as well to get everyone to change their state of mind. That's really, that's one that I've continued to do is if I'm feeling kind of like really angry about something is if I just put on music, like blast it. It does change your energy, it oh, changes your state of mind, it helps you escape. It helps in the car with kids if they're having tantrums in the back when they're younger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I separate. My, one sits in the front, one sits at the back. Um, yeah. I've, but, you know, I'm, I can't put them together sometimes. So um, when we went when we, when we went to Miami, Johnny had no idea what, we, what he was in for. Mm -hmm. um, and as I said, it's, um, it's really, really intense. But what was the question? I've just gone off on. What, just was the, what was the key? Like, was there a few key takeaways or one massive thing where you were both like, boom? Uh, yeah, so Johnny, yeah, Johnny actually went um, on the first or the second date. He actually left. He's like, this is just too much for me. He said, there's wow. people high-fiving, people hugging, that it's just, this is just too much. So, uh, that's my husband there. Um, so he left, but on his way out, one uh, a male um, volunteer sort of grabbed him and said look where, where are you going and he said this is just too much for me um and the man sort of spoke him through spoke him through kind of the way that he was feeling said look why is it too much he said i just came here for my wife i didn't know it was going to be like looking at you looking at my, my inner self and we made a decision as well and um, it's kind of um suggested that you don't sit together so we separated and Johnny likes to do everything with somebody. Mm -hmm. So I made him sort of sit by himself because I wanted to have my own experience um, for myself. So um, Johnny, when he left um, and walked out, the, the volunteer said, look, why did you come? He said, well, I came for my wife. And he says, well, why would you stay? Why would you leave? He said, well, and they spoke it through. It was a little while, but basically the main thing at the end of the conversation is, Look, I came from my wife, so I'm going to stay for my wife. And for me, oh, I can't explain to you, I actually get emotional thinking about that, that I took him, you know, it's, it was, it's an expensive sort of, um, it's an expensive seminar. We're flying from Scotland to Miami, we're leaving our children. I kind of was in, like, what have I done? What have I brought him to? Yes, I like this stuff, but this is maybe not his thing. So he stayed for the duration. Um, he didn't stay to the end of um, every night, some nights. I accepted that. I thought, actually, I'm going to stay for it. I'm going to get out of the seminar what I want to take from it, and he can get out of it what he wants. And I was able to separate it. I'm not normally able to do that because I'm normally filling out somebody's worksheet for them. Mm. Like I like to be in control of everybody else. Yeah. But I separated it. And again, going back to the feminine and the masculine, I kind of Johnny took from it that when I'd gone to the UPW one, that's the four day one in London, mm. I left that one so high and almost euphoric mm -hmm. that I left thinking I, I do anybody to help me achieve the things that I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. but actually, I really missed, I really missed the point of it. It was almost like I just isolated myself mm -hmm. and it was all achievement, achievement, achievement. Where in Miami, I thought, no, actually, I need to come here and 
and be connected to my husband, be connected to who I am, the things that I like about myself, the things that I don't like about myself. Mm -hmm. And again, going back to that kind of masculine energy that I have, I've got to just be really mindful, keep that in tow a little bit and not try and be too overpowering to allow him to have his masculine energy and to allow me to be feminine, regardless if, you know, we are um, achievers or we've got ambitions, we still like to know that someone cares for us. What is that? So to you, what does being feminine mean? Being feminine, when I say being feminine, what I mean is like my feminine energy. I don't mean, um, in my head before I had done any of this work, being feminine to me was almost like pretty flowers and, mm -hmm. And I don't know, it's like probably quite a negative, probably quite a negative um, outlook on that. We're now being feminine is actually allowing someone, being open to allowing someone else to care for me. And it's going back to that thing where I, I, I like to um, buy someone lunch. I don't like somebody to buy me lunch. Yeah. It's about being incredibly independent. But if you look at, and it was uh, Gary also pointed this out, it's like looking out, at the people that are surround me, I'm surrounded by very, very strong independent. My grandmother had two jobs. Um, she was a single mum. Uh, didn't get any help from the government. Has always taught me that you have to earn your own money. Like you have to earn it. Um, don't ever be reliant on a man. Um, my sister's incredibly fiercely independent. She's really successful within business. So the people that I have around me. Um, are fiercely independent but I am also independent but I also want to feel connected to people so I think feminine to me is being almost it's okay to be vulnerable and to allow people to help me I can be incredibly vulnerable after I felt vulnerable mm -hmm. I will tell you that I need help at that time but I'll share with you a month after it once I've got myself through that situation that I was vulnerable a month ago. Yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah, and I, I can see that, and, and I was raised to be very independent as well, and sometimes, you know, there's a lot of great qualities there, but it's really powerful that you were able to see it and say, oh, actually, no, like, I do need to take a bit more. Yeah. And not just run, 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 because you're a real, like, speedy little thing, you know, just, like, here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, it's How slowing you... down. It's slowing yeah. down, and I think doing one or two things well, mm -hmm. rather than doing ten things in one day and not finishing any of them. Yeah, and did you, like, are you learning a lot from this period, then, with the kind of social isolation? Um, do you know what? I've been, today, I've actually, today and yesterday, I've probably put a little bit of pressure on myself, and... Uh, um, uh, one of the videos that ha has been shared over and over and it's it's meant to be for most people it's meant to be really positive mm -hmm. and it's where you know this is a time where our communities um will come together this is a time where we'll we'll appreciate the kind of slowing down and the entrepreneurs will create something magnificent all i took from that really positive video is the entrepreneurs will create something like oh my god what am i going to create what but again it's that pressure so I spoke to a friend today who is the, one of the funniest people. She actually, her name's Michaela, and she actually went to um, our school as well. And she just makes me laugh. And I spoke to her today and I was like, what have you guys done today? She said, nothing. We've just done nothing. 
And it's like, wow, that's amazing. I'm going to try that tomorrow. I'm going to actually, I don't know if that's making it a task. I'm going to try <laughs> and do nothing tomorrow. So I think probably the, the thing that I've taken so far, it's only been a week, um, making the decision last week what to do with our staff was that probably has been one of the hardest decisions within business as you know if we stop you know tell our men to sit down tools right now on the monday night after boris johnson had made his announcement um and should we do that now and the construction that we decided that we that we would we wanted to put our employees first that we just it didn't feel right so we told them not to come in on the tuesday when we woke up on the Tuesday, all of our sites were still open. And we thought, have we acted too fast? So we had a lot of kind of like inner struggles last week. So as the week's gone on, when other sites have then closed and everyone is kind of on the same page, I'm finding it easier and my mind is slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, it's nice to be connected sort of with the children um, yeah. and things a little bit slower. But again, the pressure of the schooling and work that's just you know it's just a minefield yeah and we're all just doing what we can and I, I think if they're happy to sit in their onesies and watch telly and you know give give you space as well take the times when they're happy to do that and yeah. when they're when they're not you know have, so you've got a bit of energy for when they kick off or you know they need your help because I yeah I'm just taking it like an hour at a time yeah yeah well I've got but I think when you've got children that are very different and whose energy is very similar to mine mm-hmm. and I've got another one who would game from 8am until 10pm mm-hmm. so it's finding that balance of all of our personalities so that we all get a little bit of something mm-hmm. and as well sort of finding out what Lynette said a really interesting thing to me a long time ago and it was um, like what is it that makes you feel loved mm-hmm. and it, I said probably for me it was you know it's somebody sort of caretaking sort of caring for me so to me that's making somebody's bed in the morning it's it's making sure they get a kiss good night and she's bit so these were things a lot of not that kissing my children good night is a pressure but I would make the children's bed I would sometimes be late for school because I was doing so much in the morning mm-hmm. um, and Lynette said to me um, ask the girls individually what it is that they they like you to do that makes them feel loved Mm -hmm. and that was really interesting because the two of them had a different take on that oh really yeah it was really nice what one one said i really like when you're in bed at night and that's when i feel loved because that's you're in my bed at night and we get a little chance to speak and things where the other one said i really like when you make my bed in the morning that's what makes me feel loved when i do things for her oh it's funny yeah yeah just different personalities I know it's like the love languages and like which ones I, I did a quiz and it was saying that I respond to words and compliments and I, I, I struggle if perhaps people are stingy with compliments you know that are close to you um, I didn't realize how much of a play words had on me but but thinking about it, I always give you know I build people up and that's what I do I, I use words to get an author so yeah yeah words are like massive to me so it's like the power of words are just crazy but perhaps looking back I've not realized what certain things people have said the damage they've done because I've sort of laughed them off and mm-hmm. then you sort of go oh but I still remember that you know I perhaps didn't deal with it I thought I was taking it all on but when you're an empath you take you give out but then you take on the bad stuff and you and you feel it really yeah. really deeply 
and um, I speak to empaths all the time and a lot of people sort of predicted what was happening they could feel something in January a lot of people were saying to me I feel like something big's about to kick off you know and um, I certainly had a bit of a feeling like that I'm not sure where I felt it if it was just sort of that sort of gut feeling or you know intuition and I don't know if that's some, something to do with meditating or doing all the work that your intuitions I'm not sure no I'm, I'm not sure I'm sure if it's a relationship or it's related to meditation but we have spoke about I've had these gut feelings on certain days and my husband calls me they call me like the white witch so I'll also kind of um when we take on new members of staff sometimes um my business partner and Johnny will hire them before I've met them um and then I'll meet them and I'll just know instantly that they're just I don't I don't treat them any differently but I'll just get a natural feel they don't even need to have a conversation with me but sometimes just body language I just know that they're not right for our business mm-hmm. um and you know we'll, we'll let it kind of run its course sometimes they leave so it just doesn't work but since January and it's interesting you say January especially but I've had real intuition about certain people in my life um loved ones and it's turned out that 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 things have been wrong so one of the situations I had was I was in Australia and it was I think it was the 28th or 29th I just knew something was wrong at home and I called my um I called my grandmother who's not very well and I text her sorry and I text her and said is everything okay and she's like yeah everything's fine and I just, but it just wouldn't, it wouldn't go away. And I was trying to meditate. I was trying to listen to Andrew Johnson. Um, and I'm, I decided just to call. And she, I asked, sure, everything's okay. And my grandma said, you know what? Yeah, everything's fine. I said, where's, my, where's Papa? And she's always right here beside me. But the way that she answered, I thought that's, he doesn't, they've got, they've got their own little rooms or TV rooms. I said, but where are you? And it turns out she'd been in the hospital for a week, but she didn't want to tell me. And then again, for the last couple of months, that's happened on a numerous, well, on a few different occasions. But it's interesting is my intuition as I've got older, and especially again, this side of 2020, um, I don't normally trust my instinct because I kind of, the way that I've been brought up is, not, is almost not to trust anybody. Mm-hmm. So what I'm, I'm trying to go against that because that's, I don't feel that that's who I am and trying to give people the benefit of the doubt and kind of see past or, or I think about, you know, maybe I don't, maybe I'm not drawn to that person because they're really similar to me and the traits I don't like in myself. Mm-hmm. But actually, the people that I have had those gut, real gut reactions to are people that aren't meant to be in my life, but I fought against it. And, and now I'm, I've made a conscious decision to try and trust my gut mm-hmm. more often. It can be so hard. It can be really, really hard because you're, you're that balance between wanting to like like everyone or sort of do what looks best on paper or really tune in to know something doesn't feel right, you know? And yeah. that can really impact our mental health because when you let certain people in your life, and maybe they're not good for you. Yeah, I hear a lot of people say life's too short. Um, and my, and I always go to my grandma for she's never wrong about people ever ever wrong but um the way that I kind of have always looked at that is that life's too short up 
happen to but life's too short to almost hold grudges with people um, so almost being really forgiving and and sometimes maybe I've been in the wrong as well and 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 but we've maybe battled back and forward with maybe friendships or kind of relatives that we maybe kind of struggle with mm-hmm. but now I've made the decision that actually life's too short for my time and my emotions to be mm-hmm. taken up by people that just that don't bring out the best to me but sometimes I bring out the best in them either mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's funny how that is isn't it like some people can just Ooh, and then others there's just something not quite right and it can change over time as well but you've yeah, just got exactly, to take it. exactly you've got to take it on a sort of month by month or year by year basis you know and this year's yeah. certainly been quick crazy it's been the craziest year i've ever had in my life oh, but i just think i worry the, the, the only concern that i have is that when this all blows over is the the support for the the mental that will that will be affected after all of this just now we're in the middle of the storm mm-hmm. and we're almost just trying to keep afloat mm-hmm. uh, trying to keep businesses going trying to keep family trying to keep children mm-hmm. in a place where they feel safe so today mm-hmm. so yesterday sorry we took some supplies to my grandparents and my eldest daughter cried her eyes out because she couldn't hug my grandma yeah and then tonight on the news she seen someone look like my grandma that had passed away and she was crying so just now this is a good place for me to be in because I'm a fixer and I'm doing everything that I can but fast forward a few months you know six months I don't know when this will end that's when you kind of have to look out for people who are normally really strong in a crisis. Mm-hmm. But actually, when it's kind of all settled, there's they go into a bit of shock. Right, yeah, because they've just like ridden the wave, they've ridden exactly. the storm, and then they're just like, right, flat out. Yeah. So I, I don't, you know, or maybe that's my entrepreneurial kind of thing in there, but I don't know what support is. Everyone does seem to be coming together just now in an amazing way, uplifting one another. But in a few months from now, that's my dog, so I must be at the door. Um, in a few months from now, um, in a few months from now, I just am concerned about maybe, you know, the business owners, the, the when, when you're dealing with financial stress and pressure that you've kept your business afloat, but you've still got all your running costs. Um, there's going to be a lot of people affected for a very, very long time after this. Yeah, yeah, and it's just trying to stay positive, but it's not always, it's not always that easy. But we come together and amazing things do happen. And no matter what, we're all going to have learned so much from this experience. So, you know. Yeah, just slowing got... down, slowing down, hopefully, is the... Ali, Lynette's brother, he does this slowing down to, um, what is it, slowing down? Um, to speed up. To speed up, yeah. yeah. He did, and, and that, that actually does work. And again, that's just not taking on too much, making yeah. sure that you're keeping on track with your, that you kind of want to achieve, but just doing a little bit every day rather than putting yeah. so much pressure on doing too much. I know, I know. I, I mean, I, I just... Looking back, when I think of all that I was juggling, I just, uh, it's crazy, but I was in the bubble, you know, but once, now I've made that mistake and I've taken on too many projects at once, I know I won't do it again because I don't want to go back to hospital, (laughs) do you know what I mean? I just know that 
yeah, I'll, I'll focus on a couple of things and really enjoy them. Yeah. But you... And making sure you're doing that you enjoy and get rid of the things that you don't like. That's been, that's been a really good one. And I know that's, you know, that's come with our business growing, but um, our office manager does a lot of the jobs now that, mm. I, that really don't serve me at all. I'm not great. I'm much more creative and thinking of ideas and um, how to grow the business where you try and get me to do any kind of admin. It's never going to happen. That's yeah. just, so it's, it's, it's really good not doing the jobs that you really don't like. Yeah. Yeah. I know because that builds up and you do, you're just, just takes a little bit of your soul away. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I always ask people what, what's your favorite song or have you got a couple of songs that you'll be playing to make you feel better? Uh, yes. Um, Candy Statin. Um, I don't know the, I don't actually know what the, what's the word. Sometimes I feel like throw my hands up in the air. I love that one. Oh, that's so that's good. One you, that's one dancing with your friends. Um, yeah. And I love um, Tina Turner. I love uh, rolling, rolling. Oh, I can see you dancing to that. Woo. Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. been really, really cool chatting to you. Um, so thank you for thank giving you. your pearls of wisdom, the mojo injection. Yeah, and um, it changed from <laughs> from our tower just now. <laughs> no, it's really good. It's good to get a bit adult chat as well, you know, when you're like. But you're a superstar. You're a superstar. So thank, thank you. you, Kirsty. I love it. So like hands up in the air. I know I can count on you. Sometimes I feel like seeing, Lord, I just don't care. You got the love I need to see me through. We all need a bit of love right now, don't we? And things go wrong no matter what I do. Now it feels like it's just too much. You got the love I need to see me through. Guys, sending you so much love. Be kind to yourself this week. Be kind to yourself forever. <laughs> Judge less, love more. Mwah.